and welcome to the City of Fruit podcast. Fruit is used as a metaphor, not of our direct actions, but the things produced as a result of our lives. This isn't about just the things that we're accomplishing, but the true deeper meaning and lasting impact of what we're doing. This is your host, Palmer Thomas, and I'm excited to have you here on this journey with me. for today is a really good friend of mine I met during a program in Mozambique, Africa. I have learned so much from him since then, and I'm excited to have him on, casting some vision for the podcast. Thank you for listening to episode one. Welcome, Mark, to the City of Fruit podcast. Thank you for being here today, the first guest on this podcast. I feel pretty special about that, in particular, that I'm the first guest. The first guest. So there's not ever going to be another first guest. There cannot possibly be another first guest. And you know why I made you the first guest? Well, we'll get into how I know you, but um, you you currently live in Chicago. Yes. But we met in Africa. We'll go into that story in a minute. And But while we were in Africa... We hosted, uh, I mean, it was yours that I kind of helped you co-host a little bit, a morning show. Morning show, morning talk show. We would just go outside in Africa. We were living in these, and like you said, we'll get more into it. We're living in these little huts and kind of like break the ice of the seriousness of this like immense mission school. We started this talk show where we'd bring different guys in that were at the school and just ask them kind of ridiculous questions. And then it kind of started to blow up a little where we really had something kind of... We had a following. We'd, we did. We kind of, honestly, we had a following. It was a small following, but still a following. And that kind of led into a number of phone conversations that we had over the last two years where we talked about, hey, more so I was like, dude, Palmer, you've got to do a podcast. Somehow, some way, you've got to do a podcast, and you started kind of casting vision for this and seeing where it o- where it went. And there's no better place than just to start it and figure it out. So that's, that's why we're here today. That's why we're here. So yeah, so like you were saying, so we so that was two almost two years ago now that we Crazy. met in Africa, and we've been um, I've se- we've seen each other a few times since. We've, I've been up to Chicago, been up to Detroit when you were there. Yeah, I'm and- trying to think. We've actually probably with because I saw you in Israel. That's right. We saw you. So within like a three month span, because we were in Africa, we were in Israel, and then back in America, we were in like three different countries together in three months. In three months, three continents, even three continents. It's pretty wild. Yeah. So I so I said, all right. Well, you're in Colorado. We just this is the time to start it. This is it. What better time than now? What time is better than right now? And so um, I guess let's just, let's uh, let's start. I'll just ask you a question. So this is the City of Fruit podcast. Um, and I just want to use this first episode to kind of cast a vision for what that means, mm-hmm. what that even looks like. Um, so I'm going to start by asking you, what's your favorite fruit? Ooh, that's a really tough question. You weren't prepared for this one. I, I didn't set you up for, for any of this. You have no I idea. Honestly, what you're I thought you were going to ask me about like global transformation and how we could end like hunger. And you in have the those world. answers. Um, maybe I don't. <laughs> I'm unsure if I actually know how to end world hunger, but I do know that I I thoroughly enjoy blueberries. Mm. Blueberries are my favorite fruit. They're actually the if you knew anything about blueberries, they're one of the best fruits for you because they're not loaded up with sugar. 
Wow. Uh, bananas, however, which I also enjoy Are bananas quite a bit. Full of sugar though. So yeah. if you were to eat a banana, you'd get like a forty-five minute energy boost and. So to say. Now, but. this is an interesting point about blueberries, and I don't know if this is true, but a friend of mine, another friend of mine, Mitch, who's just a brilliant guy and knows random facts, he once told me, and I, and I, I wonder if anybody can justify this, but he once told me that if uh, blueberries are high in uh, antioxidants, yes, and yeah, so are. apparently that helps in uh, sunburns. So he told me that if you take two handfuls of blueberries and eat them, you can't get sunburned. Wow. So I don't know if that's true at all, but... We'll no, have to like get a really let's just we'll test that. We'll find a pale person. Yep. And then just shove blueberries in their mouth and forcefully. Just, yep. And, then, and make them go get sunburned and, and, and see what happens. And make them sit in the sun for hours just to do like a All research right. study. I love it. Well, they're your favorite fruits that so you would enjoy eating. I that. would enjoy. Okay. Yep. Great. Um, so now uh, on to the less important question. I mean, the more important questions that you're ready for global hunger and how to end that. Yep. Um, no. So I actually so we met in, in Mozambique, Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a program out there together. Um, that was part of a ministry school and it was like two months in the dirt pretty much you live in a you Wild. live in a tiny hut and you share a bedroom with what 10 nine guys nine guys and then share two showers with 65 of us you eat bread for breakfast little bread tree breakfast and it just was like rice and beans for yeah, two months for sure and um, if you even wanted to eat that if you wanted to eat the I lost I pro- crazy statistic I'm not that big of a guy I lost like probably like 11 pounds in the two months in Africa because I just like didn't you didn't eat, eat anything I didn't know like, I, I, lo- I, I loved the rice and beans I you kept loved it them. you ate it up um I, this school I mean I, I think long story short this school's kind of like a missions training school like yep. it's a ministry yep. who's doing it the best you know they really really are and they don't mm-hmm. say that that's not what they come off across saying but they really are like um they have you know they've been they have I don't know hundreds of bases around the world they, they do some amazing things. They've been doing it for 30 plus years yeah. and just incredible people, Heidi Baker and her husband that run this ministry. Um, and they're just, they're doing some awesome things. And uh, that was something that we were able to go and learn from. But at that school, there's some crazy things that happen and crazy yeah. people all over the place and wild people, wild people that, yeah. that just get brought in from everywhere. And um you know, it was Christian. It was a Christian yeah, school, for sure. but definitely um, not religious. No, I wouldn't say so. And just a lot of people that were like living in maybe too much freedom. <laughs> just a lot of maybe freedom. Maybe a little, yeah. <laughs> but it was great. It was a really, really amazing experience. Absolutely. So I think some people walk away with different types of experiences from the school. We both, I think, had an awesome life-changing experience, but it really was a place where you go and you have no responsibilities for about two months and you really get to pour into your relationship with God and, and meet a ton of really awesome people. Yeah, definitely. And there was, you know, like you said, there was a lot of people. There was about 200 from, all, from yeah, 60 200. countries or Crazy. something like that. Mm-hmm. And all different ages. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember one day, a lot of these people, um, I don't know, we don't have to get into too much of like the charismatic side mm-hmm. of what, yeah. what people were doing or anything, but it was just basically like, like you said, a lot of, a lot of freedom, no responsibility. People literally were like rolling around in the dirt and just doing, just, it was like a spiritual retreat of yeah. sense of some regard. And it was, it, and it was a place of no judgment and so much. For sure. So much health, honestly. And I remember one day I was just questioning, because um, I'm not really from that background, and and I'm not. I'm like, why is this person waving flags, and why is this mm-hmm. person rolling around in the dirt, and why are they laughing so much, and why is this happening, why is this happening? And and there was just um, because I think I think in the Bible and in Christian realms, uh, people talk about spiritual gifts a lot, mm-hmm. and spiritual gifts can be like. Um, 
you know, speaking in tongues and prophecy yep. and these other different things. And, um, you know, whether you've experienced those or not, I think even like, like visions and dreams and even people that aren't Christian or wouldn't say, or would just say they're mm-hmm. spiritual or any different thing, they have these, you, they've, we've had ex- spiritual experiences. Yeah. Right, dreams and yeah, sometimes. Oh, I had this crazy feeling or this crazy vision, mm-hmm. or I got attacked, or I felt this attack, or, or I, f- I felt this anxiety and I don't know where it came from, or different things. And I really think that there's a spiritual um, relevance to that, whatever mm-hmm. you think that is. And, um, anyways, I remember one of the days uh, that we were there. I asked, I was talking with you about it, and, and you were a bit more like kind of educated or um, just just along in your journey with all this than I was, and and I said. Um, and I said, I just don't understand what's happening, and I don't understand why these people are doing all these things. And you said to me, you said, um, you don't judge it by its the gifts. Mm-hmm. You judge it by its fruit. Yeah. You don't judge it by its gifts. So you don't judge the acts by themselves. Yeah. You judge the acts. You judge the life. You judge the, you know, this is what the Bible tells us. You judge what they're doing. You judge what's happening based not on the direct thing, mm-hmm. but on the fruit of that yeah. action. And I would just, I, that's like, that's the, honestly, sure. the vision of this podcast even is like, um, not even the giftings that you have in business or the giftings yeah. you have for this, but like, what is the fruit that comes from yeah, that? And what so are I you guess doing? if you, if you would just kind of go, just explain that a little bit and even explain what, what we're using this metaphor fruit. We keep using yeah. the metaphor. Just explain that a little bit, what that means. Um, so I think the basis of fruit is right. Let's just take, um, oranges, so to say, right plant orange or you plant an orange seed i'm not really sure the whole idea of how a tree grows so to say i'm not a that's not, not my arborist. forte yeah I'm not not an arborist. Arborist. I, w- I actually didn't even know that word before <laughs> we just started this but let's just say this place that whole analogy of fruit in the sense of now a life mm-hmm. right i don't care about the spiritual aspect of the things just any sort of life uh, you said a businessman, uh, a teacher, a doctor, whatever sort of life you're living, there's going to be some sort of result, some sort of impact. And I'd say that's the fruit from it. So what are you doing with what's happened in your life to now impact others, to bring more life to this world, uh, to provide substance to this world, to try and build something? And it doesn't have to be big or small. Two, we think this has to be some huge, large scale you don't have to end world hunger. You just have to do your part. Yeah, and you're not going to, right? No, and, and really you're not. And 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 that'll actually stop you from doing what you're called mm. to do and doing your yeah. part. Yeah, yeah, and and absolutely. And it's it's we aren't the ones that that choose how the fruit grows and what fruit grows. Like, okay, so it's easy to talk about this theoretically, but you can see the bad, right? Like, I think everyone would agree that divorce is bad. I think everyone would agree that suicide is bad. Yeah. I think everyone would agree that depression is bad. Mm -hmm. I think everyone would agree that, um, you know, like we can look at these things and say, wow, that's bad. That's bad. And not, hey, that's bad for you to do. It's not not pointing fingers. Hey, it's bad that you did this bad. But like, that's probably not the best result. That's probably not the way it was supposed to be. For sure. It's not a good thing. Yeah. And so there's, there's the bad, the bad fruit is are things that are pretty evident. But like, I don't think that anybody goes into a marriage saying, hey, I'm going to get divorced in this marriage. For sure. But then things happen and then they, the way that they, the way that they cultivate, the way that mm-hmm. they navigate that relationship, yeah. whatever things happen and all of a sudden divorce happens, whatever, yeah. right? So it's, that's the fruit of it is the yeah. fruit is the things. And so, and so I think it's kind of even addressing like, there's so many things or even this cancer treatment center yeah. I was just at, like, you don't you, you don't you don't recognize that you're treating your body like crap and you're not healthy and your nutrition's yeah. horrible and all this stuff's bad and then all of a sudden you have stage four cancer and you're like 
hmm, this is the fruit of my actions. So Your decisions, yeah. yeah. So it's how do we how are how do we get more? How do we recognize and and judge more? Um, what we're doing every day, the steps we're taking, and the role that we can play in it, so that we make sure that the fruit that we're producing is good. In our lives, we get to choose either life or death, mm-hmm. right? Which is the same as good and bad yeah. fruit, essentially. But like, you can be on a path for anything of health or unhealth, mm-hmm. or life or death, or good or bad, good or bad fruit. And so, um, even if you, even if it's a tough, struggling time, yeah. you get to choose either life or death. And I think I have an eternal perspective on that as yeah. well. Um, but yeah, so I'd love to hear what you, what you think are like. Hey, this is a, this is a show of good fruit. Judge it by its fruit, right? Yeah. Well, I think, like you said. Fruit comes in a process, right? It's not just one day. You can't just judge that. Uh, again, I kind of resort back to a bunch of my coaches. Again, I'm really involved in athletics and coaching, and and I've learned a lot from coaches. So, what, but, what coach mostly? Because you you're a wrestler. Yeah, I'm I'm a wrestler. And that's, a, that's something that takes um, a lot of hard work. Yeah, for sure. Ton of hard work. Ton of dedication. But one of the things that one of my coaches talked about a lot was uh, one of my college coaches was that he would say you can't label something as a success or a failure on the spot, and a lot of the things that happen uh, we label well that was a failure a week later Mm. things might take a lifetime to come to fruition nothing he always said this nothing worthwhile comes without loss or patience and that's a little like skewed i think people would be like oh well this guy's just living a horrible life of bad fruit well i have hope that someday he's gonna learn from that bad fruit yeah that's good that's really good and so i guess i that's okay let me let me lead that into the next question which then is like okay so practically what is fruit that you you coach now mm-hmm. and you teach now? Yep. And um, what are like practical things that you're like, man, I, I want um, these kids to walk these away kids with. To walk away with this. Yeah, I think uh, first thing I'd love to see these kids just know that uh, they're cared about mm. and they're impacted, and that they would walk away and say that when they graduate from the program that I that I'm a part of, that they would say that this helped. Uh, practically grow me into a better person now the practical things of growing me into a better person i'd say uh integrity accountability uh character um i'd say toughness i want these kids to go through hard times uh and face adversity and i think i'd love for them to go through disappointment i i encourage our kids to take risk I encourage our kids to try and do something that they've never done before to try and shoot for the stars we all, i always talk to our kids about Two of the common quotes in the room that we say is, one, it's okay to dream big here. And that's like, I give you permission to dream big. Your dream is is alive here. Mm. No matter who you are, it's okay to dream big here. And the other thing, I want them to be really selfless. And now these are values that I didn't sit down one day and come up with. These are values that were instilled in me mm. as an athlete. Yeah. Um, and so I think the other thing going off that is really a lot of the stuff was selfless selflessness and i learned a lot about that in college it's not about me and with that in a world where especially in athletics where it can be an individualized thing or a lot of things that even in the business world uh, can be individualized it's not about me it's not about what i'm trying to accomplish but there's a bigger picture and if these kids can learn that selflessness early on i'd love for them to walk away and be able to say i left this place better than when it was started I helped build something. I left some sort of legacy in it, uh, and I was impacted in a great way. 
And I'd always love to see that there's continued relationship after. Now, I haven't been doing this a whole ton of times, but I remember when I I was coaching in um, Michigan last year, and I remember when I left Michigan to move back home to Chicago, I said bye to all these kids, and I'm just like weeping as these kids just gave me hugs and are telling me the ways that I impacted them, and I just didn't know. Mm. And I probably would have never known, and they sent me all these messages, and it was just really crazy to see that sort of impact that not only I had on them, but that like marked me, it changed me, and it realized... What I'm doing is important. Yeah. And that doesn't always look like putting an arm around a kid. It might look like that a lot of times in, in the sense of, hey, right, you're, you're loved here, you're cared about here. But sometimes it looks like, hey, you're better than that. Yeah. Holding kids accountable, calling yeah, them out good. on their stuff. Dude, you didn't show up to practice last week. You've got to be here. Not You can't just be in and out. I mean, we had a specific thing with a kid where he wanted to quit and and we have tons of kids. Being able to walk a kid through, hey, you're not going to quit here. You're not going to do that. I'm not going to allow you to have that type of mindset to quit something. You're going to follow through. You're going to finish what you started and and that sort of thing, instilling that value in a kid practically. Now, down the line, when their marriage gets tough, now they've been, the value's been instilled in them they're going to follow through and finish what they started yeah instead of you've got someone on the other hands that maybe that value wasn't and the kid was allowed to just do whatever they want and now they um and now down the line they have that permission to be able to go in and out and be wayward in different things yeah it's a cool profession man and i don't i don't think that like i've told you before i don't think i ever realized the the total of how like ministry and coaching is one and the amount of impact that you can have but you I always say this to other people you have the keys to kids hearts and it's not for everyone I get that it's specifically it's it's my calling on my life uh and I know that but it's a really neat thing that I get to interact with kids every single day I get to instill some sort of value and when I walk away I'm so impacted and I'm so changed by these kids and the things that they teach you, the things that they do. And with that, when you're so closely connected, you share in victory and you share in defeat. You know, and and when these kids are hurting, I'm hurting. And when these kids are excited, I'm exciting. And I think that's the the wavelength and any person that's ever been in coaching can kind of share with that of the hard times. But it's so cool to see kids have to walk through discouragement, Hmm. to have to walk through something that's actually hard that prepares them for a life. Wow. Yeah. No, that's really cool. I think, and like you said, you know, that wrestling is in coaching or coaching and is for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might not be for everyone yeah. else. It's definitely not for everyone. Um, but, but, but I think I, I just had this thought too, like you, you have a gifting to coach. You yeah. have a gifting to, to lead in that way. You have a gifting to uh, inspire. You have a gifting to not let kids down. And, yeah. and you have a gifting to be loyal and be there. Um, and and you've cultivated that and you've and that's grown but you could use those giftings to do a lot of different things and you could use those giftings to just do whatever you wanted to do or yeah. you could use those giftings to lead in different ways but then the fruit is like humility mm. and and um and in g- generosity yeah. and, and compassion and giftings can be used for good or for bad Right. Yeah. Like giftings yeah, can be used for good. People could be really good at, at business and they could be really good with people. And yet they could use that to manipulate people completely yep. and to, you know, to, to, to lead people in the sex trafficking yeah. that, you know, they could, yeah. or they could use that for the good and use that to get people out of sex trafficking. 
Mm-hmm. I bet the same giftings can be manipulated to the worst end of the extreme, or it can be the best end of the extreme. Yeah. But then it's the fruit of that 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 impa- that it influences and impacts the way that the gifting is worked out. Yep. That's what the that's why the fruit is so important. Yep. But I really believe that yeah, like we said, you don't produce the fruit in your own life. Yeah. Like you don't do, that's not all on you. Yeah. There's, there's different things that you, you can cultivate and you can, you know, you can get good people around you, mm-hmm. choose the way that you, uh, what you listen to, what you let influence you, who you let influence you. You can choose those things a little bit, but you know, I also believe that like God really does, um, want us to submit to him. And you know, it, like the Bible tells us, it says abide in the vine Mm-hmm. And and it's that vine is it, like it's saying we're a branch, and if we get cut off from the vine, we don't do we don't do anything. Uh-huh. There's nothing that happens in our lives. It's just a, a dead branch. Mm-hmm. But if we abide in the vine that is bringing life, then that's how our lives can produce fruit at all. And that takes pruning, mm-hmm. like you mentioned. That takes uh, humility, repentance. I think I think it's just we're we're like taught to make our lives amazing. Even in the way of like, you go out and produce good fruit. You go out and do this. You yeah. go out and build yourself up. You go out and make yourself awesome. And, and and it doesn't really work. If you look at like culture in so many ways, I mean, people are getting wealthy and they're getting, uh, all these things look great, but then then you see other things and you're like, well, is that, it? obviously those aren't the point of things because, um, you know, you have places that are just doing really well financially and doing really well like this, but we have a much higher suicide rate and drug overdose yeah. and, and and all these different things that I'm like, nah, that doesn't seem like good fruit of these things. You know, another thing that I believe about kind of the fruit of our lives is it comes, it starts producing on us and then other people are, that's what other people see. Yeah. That's what other people grab from it. You can teach compassion, but if you're not compassionate, there's nothing. Yeah. But if people, but if, but if what your life is growing is compassion, then I just literally can pick that fruit right off you. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I now can taste what that looks yeah, like. People love following the leader, you know, yeah. it makes it easy, so to say. And so I think what you're looking at is like, what's the actual actions? Words can be pretty uh, hollow. Mm. Uh, and I think what's the actual action? The things I see in that person without them telling me. Yeah. I, I love this last night. And eventually you'll have Jake on uh, yeah, that yeah, runs absolutely. Taco Tuesdays. He's the man. Taco I got to Tuesdays. Ta- Taco Tuesdays. Big plug for Taco Tuesdays. If you're in Denver, you got to head over to Taco Tuesdays. It's Every Tuesday. Time. Every Tuesday. Tacos. Get in people. contact and I'll get you the it's, invite. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's an awesome time. But I was talking to Jake a little and just hearing his heart behind this thing and listening to him talk and asking a bunch of questions. And at the end, I just watched him. He cleaned everything up. Yep. He was scrubbing tables, right? Yeah. Everyone's talking, every and he's washing stuff, and it was like, that's the type of guy I want to follow. Yeah, is the guy yep. that's those little things with great love. Mother Teresa has that famous quote: "Do little things with great love." To me, the guy that is scrubbing the tables at the end—that's leadership. That's servant leadership. The guy that is uh, well, yeah, and not for only sure. no, no. I think yeah, and I think it's not only hey, don't just say it and then have no actions to back it yep. up, but it's also hey. The only reason that you're truly going to say it is if, like, you learn from the guys that you're doing ministry with. You learn from their coaches. But you, not only because they said it, but because you literally could grab it from their lives. Saw it. They didn't have to say it. They didn't have to tell. They didn't have to be like, hey, you should, you should be, uh, you should be, you know, uh, loyal to people. 
they didn't just say that and then you're like okay let me figure out what that looks like they literally like had it coming off of their selves and oh, then you I were able to way. eat it and taste it and, and then pro you know for sure you, I, you just gleaned it from them one thing that pops in my mind i'm sure if i were to say this person's name everyone know but i got in contact with a famous christian worship leader a couple months ago and the biggest thing that i saw was the way that this lady was an amazing mom mm. she didn't have to tell me like i'm a great mom no, I could just see she yeah. was an amazing mom, and it inspired me. Yeah. I think people get inspired by seeing amazing things. People Absolutely. get inspired by the heroic comeback stories from the basic things that people do. And like, like you said, you could probably, everyone could that's listening, me and you both could go back and look at people in our lives that we saw do something, and we were inspired by what they were doing and the way that they lived their life, and it wasn't about the way that they were telling me how they were doing it. Even the other night and something I just noticed with you and you would never say anything about this, but we get done at that group on Monday night and you're the guy that's organizing all the chairs. Like I don't look for the guy that's up on the stage. Yeah. I look for the guy that is cleaning up at the end and I want to see how they do the little things yep. well. Yeah. I think that there's so many times where we, where we need to be more careful about the way that we like let things feed into our lives. Like for instance, like songs and like, um, it's easy to say rap songs, but it's not just rap songs. It's yeah, country it's songs. Everything. It's every yeah. song. Every song is pretty brutal in the way it talks about women, the way it talks about For relationships, sure. and the way it talks about money, and the way it talks about this. And and we like let that seep into us and be what what we let kind of grow. And it, it's not about what you do. It's not about what you do. It's not about what songs you listen to or what things you watch or what things you put into you. It's about if you're letting those be the things that are then growing into fruit. Mm -hmm. And then I let that be my judge of things. That's why we let rap change our culture. That's why yeah. we let we let sports people, we let these be these actors and actresses that are getting up on stage talking about about this and that. And it's like you don't live a lifestyle like I do at all. And I'm listening I'm starting to listen to you and want to put that into into effect in my life. Yeah. I, one of my last questions here for you is what do you believe is like the fruit of your life and, and how does that impact culture and, and things around you? I think one of the big things is influencing others. That's really one of my core kind of values of my life, so to say, of, of something that I think I can really do well is influencing others and leaving places better than I, than I started. Uh, those two kind of things and being an inspiration to people. So in what I, ways I, I, practically, 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 yeah, practically speaking, being an inspiration to people, I think that comes from, uh, right, being able to share some of my life experience, share some of my stories, but also being a person that's there to listen, right, a person that's there that, that cares about people, uh, a person that's not really influenced by outside factors, but really uh, solid in, in who they are, and someone that people look up to, people want to be around. I think that's really important how, much, how many people enjoy being around you are you someone that people want to spend time with mm. and those types of things are the practical results of how are you changing your not even just culture culture starts in your home right culture starts in your neighborhood and and i'd be guilty of it too like how many conversations have i had with my next door neighbor right how many conversations am i having with the people i live with uh, how many conversations am i having with the guy down the block. That's really good. Right? Yeah. Or I, I think I was really convicted of this uh, last week, and I shared this with you. I spend so much time with these kids I coach, but I really don't know anything about them. So I had to pause, take a step back, and say, okay, am I just concerned with, I coach cross-country and track as well, and wrestling, so those are the three sports. Am I just concerned with the 
times that these kids are running and the results that they're produ- producing and the matches they're winning and in anything like the games or whatever it is, or am I actually concerned at who they are Yeah, and where they come from and listening to these stories and hearing, and these kids are so amazing. And that's the inspiration that I feel. That's the uh, influence that I'm able to have is that I, I do have a voice uh, and I have the decision to whether I'm going to use it or not. That's really a, a predominant thing that I want to do is I don't want to lose touch with people. And that's the practical step of, I think, investment in relationships, investment in culture is finishing what you started. If you have a relationship with someone, you're not just, it's not just for a season, but still being able to build that. And some people are going to, you know, go here and there. But my influence of how I can influence culture starts with my surrounding people that I've known for a while. And I, I think maybe a fruit of that is it's really cool. I'm standing up in a couple weddings this summer. People take that kind of wayward, but for me, that's the result of investment in a relationship, loyalty, um, experiences together, right? All those things, to me, that's really cool. And so I think even for you, one thing that really inspires me about you, Palmer, is that you have this such close-knit group of friends that you could just tell, know everything about each other, that they're so, even if you were to go move to a different state and come back, you would just jump right off at the same page. I think those relationships, being able to keep those things solid, keep in touch with people, that's huge. That's the result of a true change of culture is What's going on inside your world, mm. inside your sphere of influence? Not how can I get in the next movie or whatever. You sure, know, sure, like sure. Yeah. we, we yeah, sometimes that trickles we, out. It, sometimes we yeah. we make this thing bigger than it has to be, yeah. and it's really like how can I simplify this and just do a really good job with what's going on in my world? Definitely. Definitely. Well, uh, I'm so excited for this podcast. I think we cast a great vision for it. I think that that's the point is what, what are you doing? And so um, having different people on here, um, I have some awesome people lined up that work in business in some of the different different areas in Denver, uh, in government, in politics, um, in ministry, people that are practically uh, putting housing together for families that are getting off the streets, um, people that have been in all different roles of influence in sports. And uh, I'm really excited to have some different people on this podcast uh, coming up here, some interesting people that are doing some very amazing things around Denver, but also um, in different cities. Um, And so just keep, stay tuned, stay tuned to this podcast. Uh, Stay tuned on Instagram, City of Fruit. Um, We're going to be posting some YouTube videos as well. And uh, yeah, thanks again, Mark, for being on here. Do you have any last final regards? Yeah, there's actually one more thing that can, we didn't really touch a lot about our Mozambique experience together, but I think we could both agree, and this is just thing kind of connects with it all, is the city of fruit. And one of the things I learned so much from these Mozambican pastors, hmm. um, and it's just been something that's on my heart as we've been talking, but I remember me and you both sitting with these guys, and there's probably four or five of them in the morning, and there was no agenda. We were having breakfast together and breakfast was a piece of bread. But I remember sitting there and the biggest thing was there was no like time limit to it. Hmm. It wasn't like we showed up at 8 a.m. and breakfast was done at 9. It was we just sit down and we connect with each other. I know practically in America, our culture is so different. When we talk about changing culture. There's like we just connected with each other. Yeah. And the agenda is different. And I think the, the final words and, and even as you'll learn so much, right? I'm just one piece to the puzzle and, and trying to do my best and in whatever God calls me to do in the world. But I think one thing that you that you do so well and everyone that you're going to have on this prod, podcast, 
does so well is, and you'll see it in their story, is how to connect with people, how to not have an agenda when you're connecting with people, and really just truly listen and hear what's going on in people's lives. And I think those three things right there, if you can do those practically, that can really change culture. And even if it just changes one life, it's worth it. And if that one life is yours, it's even more worth it. So I think we look at too, the, we talked a lot about the outward experience, what's happening to the people around us, how are we influencing others? What if the fruit just comes from your own life, right? What if you're the one that's impacted by something? That fruit's just as good because it's going to produce more and more and more and more fruit. And so I'm excited for this podcast. I'm super thankful that you had me on and that we were able to talk. And this is like the product of thousands of hours spent on the phone over the last few years of just talking and different great conversations that we've had going back and forth. And so I'm excited to hear so many stories of different people and learn from them as well to be able to make the fruit that's coming in my life even greater in the sense of impact, not in numbers. So good. Well, thanks again for being on. Stay tuned for next week's podcast. And uh, that's a wrap. Thank you again for tuning into episode one of City of Fruit Podcast. We're a young podcast, so we're in need of your help. If you'd like to financially support or have any ideas of people to have on the show or ideas to talk about, please email me at cityoffruit at gmail.com. Also, remember to follow on Instagram at cityoffruit for all the updates of what we'll be doing and where things will be posted. Please get the word out there and share this with your friends around Denver and the world. And together, we can make this a city of fruit.